From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 1st of May, 2019. A large construction crane collapsed on Saturday in Seattle, Washington, toppling onto busy traffic below, killing four people, two in the crane and two in their cars. Reports state that the crane fell from a building under construction on Google's new Seattle campus onto Mercer Street Saturday afternoon. This according to a statement released by Seattle Pacific University. The crane struck six cars and also injured four people, a tower crane was being disassembled when it fell from the building. Of the injured, a 28-year-old man remained hospitalized in satisfactory condition on Sunday at Harborview Medical Center. A mother and her infant were also released from the hospital on Saturday. The fourth person was treated at the scene and released. All four fatalities had already occurred by the time the Seattle Fire Department arrived. Seattle has more cranes building office towers and apartment buildings than any other city in the U.S. As of January, there were about 60 construction cranes throughout Seattle. This according to Britain's Daily Mail, which stated that a Google spokesperson said in a statement that the company was saddened to learn of the accident and that they were in communication with Vulcan, the real estate firm that is managing the site and working with authorities. Mercedes-Benz is pulling the plug on their smart car brand in the United States. The microcar division will discontinue sales in the U.S. and Canada at the end of the 2019 model year. Smart launched in the U.S. in 2008 by selling over 24,000 of its two-seat 4.2 models, but that figure fell to just under 15,000 in 2009, and the company was only able to deliver just over 1,200 cars in 2018 as it became an all-electric brand. At less than 9 feet long, the French-made 4.2 is the smallest car sold in the United States, but has a starting price of $23,900 and an EPA combined range of just 108 miles per charge. Smart will live on in areas other than the U.S. According to Fox News parent company Daimler, last month announced that it was entering a 50-50 joint venture with Chinese automaker Geely that will see production move to a new factory in China in 2022. It seems as time goes by that there are just not enough hours in every day to do what we'd like to do, but it takes only 15 minutes to keep informed about world events. I hope you'll join me on Peter Jennings with the news. Tomorrow at the dinner hour on ABC. Peter Charles Archibald Ewart Jennings was born on July 29, 1938, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and despite dropping out of high school, became known for being one of the most prominent American TV journalists in history. Jennings started his career early hosting a Canadian radio show at the age of nine. He then began his professional career with CJOH-TV in Ottawa during its early years, anchoring the local newscasts and hosting the teen dance show Saturday Date on Saturdays. 
1965, ABC News tapped him to anchor its flagship evening news program. His inexperience was attacked immediately by critics and others in television news, making for a very difficult time in the anchor chair. In 1968, Peter Jennings became a foreign correspondent reporting from the Middle East. Returning as one of ABC World News Tonight's three anchors in 1978, Peter Jennings was promoted to the role of sole anchor in 1983. He was also known for his marathon coverage of breaking news stories, staying on the air for 15 or more hours straight to anchor the live broadcast of events such as the outbreak of the Gulf War in 1991, the Millennium Celebrations in 2000, and the September 11th attacks in 2001. In addition to anchoring, he was the host of many ABC News special reports and moderated several American presidential debates. Jennings was always fascinated with the United States and became a naturalized U.S. citizen in 2003. Along with Tom Brokaw at NBC and Dan Rather at CBS, Jennings formed part of the big three news anchors who dominated American Evening Network news from the early 1980s until the mid-2000s. In late March 2005, viewers of World News Tonight started noticing that Peter Jennings' voice sounded uncharacteristically gravelly and unhealthy during the evening newscasts. And on April 7, 2005, Jennings informed viewers through a taped message on World News Tonight that he had been diagnosed with lung cancer and was starting chemotherapy treatment the following week. He also announced that in his weakness he had gone back to smoking during and after the events of September 11, 2001 as a result of the stress of the coverage. Although he stated that he would continue anchoring the newscast, April 1st, 2005 proved to be the last World News Tonight he would anchor, and after a brief battle with lung cancer, Peter Jennings died on August 7, 2005. With his passing and the retirement of his two counterparts, many people now agree that the evening news, as it was then, ceased to exist. Afterwards, airing largely editorial pieces and sensational stories favored over journalistic news from a largely unbiased lens, such as was the habit of Peter Jennings and his contemporaries. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives believers some direction on prayer, direction that should orient and perhaps reorient how we as Christians communicate with God. 
Jesus says in Matthew, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This verse is explaining that when praying, we don't need to coerce or persuade or nag God to ensure that he will hear and answer our prayers or to in some way convince him that our requests are sincere. The reformer Martin Luther put it this way, by our praying, we are instructing ourselves more than we are him. Our prayers, no matter how eloquent or earnest, can never inform God of a situation because he knows all. He has already planned all. But our hearts tend to elevate themselves and tend to feel that we can accomplish much without God. So sincere prayer changes our attitude to one of humble reverence and communion to the one true God. Through prayer, we can share with God all manner of needs, burdens, and heartfelt concerns, even though God knows what you need before you ask him. Now, this can easily be construed into a rationalization for praying less, but bear in mind that God delights to hear us and commune with us more than we ever delight to commune with him. He loved us first and with a greater intensity than we could ever love him. Our sincere prayer requests to him reveal more and more all God's wonderful attributes to us. And as Christians, our responsibility and privilege in prayer is to simply approach him with sincerity, purpose, and true devotion. The Lord answers us in infinitely better ways than we want or expect, but he always answers. We have an incredible avenue to communicate with our Father and humbling ourselves, we seek for and ask for his will, coming to him to praise who he is, the God of all things. And communing with him puts us in a state of acknowledgement of who he is and what we are. May our prayers change our carnally prideful nature into one of meekness and humbleness, one of submission to the one true will of God. Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. Truths unchanged. Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. 
Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review.